Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show I will talk mostly with guests about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. For those who don't know me well, I am a certified health coach as well as a German-trained conventional as well as naturopathic physician specializing in healing skin and food allergies, chronic pain and chronic fatigue with targeted nutrition and supplementation. My website is docchristine.com. My mission for this radio show is to change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose from themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel that you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Today, I'm again with Michelle Palmer, an organic and biodynamic farmer in the Annapolis Valley and an environmentalist and a wonderful human being. Thank you for being on the show today again, Michelle. Ah, I'm glad to be here. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're such a rich source of interesting information that is not generally talked about. We talked in the last episodes a little bit about the toxins in the environment, especially in the water, the chlorine, the diseases, and today we'll elaborate a little bit more about it. Exactly. As I left at the last show, I was giving the list of obesogens and uh, we're looking at uh, how we could improve. Well, when you're buying food, anything that's got MSG in it, I would say try to avoid that because it's showing right now that MSG is also an obesogen. Mm. And, and MSG stands for monosodium glutamate, and it's known as uh, contained in Chinese food. It's a food improver. It makes you umami taste. Yes. And some people get a severe headache after Chinese food. That is a China restaurant syndrome caused by MSG. I myself, if I have an overdose, I get diarrhea within 15 minutes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> you have to plan that one really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, if you, the reason MSG is in is it, um, it wakes up the nerve endings on the tongue so you can taste the food a little bit more. So that's what, uh, my mother used to buy accent at the time, little tiny bottles and she could sprinkle it on the, uh, the veggies that she had boiled for 35 minutes until mm-hmm. they were soup and, and they tasted a little bit better, but it was just, the accent. My sister used to like to put it directly on her tongue. And so I'll have to check in with her where she's It is at. still <laughs> in many broth powders that he used to increase the taste of soups and stews. Yes. Yeah, it's in a lot of places. Mm. So, so those are the kind of things like when you go buy things, uh, I know as a consumer, go read the things, what you're buying. If it says inverted sugar, that's even worse than sugar. It, it's been concentrated to even hit your system mm. faster if you're drinking soft drink with 42 grams of sugar per ser- big for a bottle you start looking that's two chocolate bar for each soft drink you've had and that all that sugar has been grown also with glyphosate i would be more questioning how much glyphosate did you 
told the intake. And really the <laughs> diet pop is no escape because the aspartame that is an all dark pop or even the sucralose is not good for your gut either. And exactly. And now Pepsi's been found out that what they're putting in their now their stevia, mm -hmm. supposedly stevia, it's tiny bit of real stevia. And now they genetically modified stevia that can be grown on a mushroom, just like a yeast. Mm -hmm. So they grow it on probably sugar that's been grown with glyphosate. And then they create the, the stevia and then they use that. And they call that stevia extract. Okay, I've seen or that. Or stevia essence. Interesting. So now, and that's now being labeled by Health Canada as a natural stevia. Okay. It's not even considered genetically modified because it's grown on a natural medium, which mm -hmm. is yeast. Yep. And that was created naturally because they took sugar off the, like I say, mm -hmm. and then they grew the yeast on it. And now they grew, well, they're doing this with the Ling the Lang. They're using this for many f smells. So now cheap perfumes are also genetically modified. Mm -hmm. So foreign RNA floating around in the air that we're allowing everybody to breathe. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? It is very interesting. <laughs> There's a lot out there that uh, we don't know and they don't want to tell us. And I'm happy that you uh, told us about that stevia extract. Yes. And what is really what I want to link today, there's this man called Dr. Vrain, V-R-A-I-N. Mm -hmm. And of course, he worked for Health Canada for 30 years as our genetic uh, modified expert evaluating mm -hmm. everything. And as soon as he was released from his contract, he, he went and exposed Help Canada and what they were doing about all these things they were accepting and that really wasn't meeting the science it needed to meet to be accepted. Mm -hmm. And he's challenging now. He's challenging that all the genetically modified stuff that's been accepted so far when it comes to agricultural uh, farm products are mostly to support a pesticide in in whatever it is or mm. to be able to use a pesticide to be able to grow it. And so they put the gene of that pesticide into the food. And of course, they prove that um, because it does not kill you, the, the food didn't poison you when you eat it, it must be the same food that's being mm. grown. Mm. It's called genetically equivalent. Mm. And it's a formula that they've made up for those who want to believe that what they create, just because it looks the same, it is the same, and therefore mm. must be the same, mm. uh, uh, is being shown now that there's a lot of uh, non-truth about that. It's just a assumption. Yeah. And I find in the beginning, genetically modified foods were introduced in the States as, as far as I know. And, uh, they were never really done any studies about it. It was just introduced and they said, Oh yeah, it's generally approved as safe. Let's go for it. And we are all the guinea pigs now. Oh, I was in the committee in 2005 at the national level. Yeah. And, when I came to Nova Scotia, we organized with Dalhousie. Mm -hmm. We invited all the scientists, the pro and against biotechnology. And all the senior professors 
were very precautionary about how fast we were moving on not knowing everything that we hadn't figured out, but we were assuming to be true. Like when we created corn and we found that the pollen of this new genetically modified corn was killing all the bees and still is, by the way. And, and so that the, the neo, uh, it continues. Yeah. The, that came the, the artificial nicanoids mm -hmm. that were actually now artificially also added to some plants genetically. Mm. Now those are killing also our bees. So it's not only spraying those, those pesticides. We've now genetically do it. So I would say to people, if you want to be the experiment, buy genetically modified food right now, it's mostly in the meat that you're buying because farmers now cannot choose to not buy GMO because it's all being mixed together. So somebody raising chickens, somebody raising local area, if they're buying from the one of the main companies, mm. they are not separating the stuff that was not GMO. And right now, most of the GMO is for animal food. So the corn is not being used mostly in humans, but it's starting. So cereals. But what we're finding is the non-GMO grains are all being harvested with glyphosate at the end. So here we are. Instead of having it directly in the genetics with two sprays, you have three sprays, but this time they're spraying directly on the grain that you're going to be eating or the lentil or the split pea or the soya bean. Yeah, and you showed me a statistic that the glyphosate content in beans, dried beans, is very high. Exactly. Because they are just now with combines are able to shred the beans directly from the shell, <laughs> put the stuff directly on the ground. The beans don't even get washed. They get sent directly to where they're saved. And now you've got these beans that were just hidden by a shell. And if you think it didn't go through the shell, it's an oil that sticks mm -hmm. on the... And I just watched it this year. The soy I watched within three days turning brown and 10 days later ready to be harvested while the natural crop another week to dry mm -hmm. and um, here I am with my arms moving that's okay <laughs> I'm a French Canadian I move my hands a lot but I would say even though we're not putting corn into a lot of the human food yet I would be asking for genetically non-gmo corn anywhere all your popcorn make sure it's non-gmo your corn chips make sure they're not gmo mm. they're not roundup if they're not gmo and they're not organic they're going to be roundup full so mm. remember that and the worst is uh, high fructose corn syrup exactly it non-gmo it's a lot in sweets and it's garbage it's really bad for totally you totally subsidized by the chemical industry in, in the united states to produce the cheapest sugar possible and it's been subsidized through the whole government system so they even get free pesticide to be able to grow it so <laughs> it's a good system it works well for creating diseases and lots of sick people that can buy lots of pharmaceutical stuff to try to make them better but The link I want to bring back again, the soya, mm -hmm. though, is not the same. Mm. Ask for non-GMO soya, because if you're getting soya drink and it doesn't say non-GMO, you're a good chance that 80% of all the, G the soya being grown here in Canada... At least. ...is at least. I've heard even 90% now. Mm. They said 90% for the valley here this Ooh. year. 
So it's GMO. So I just found that out last week. And so we are now in the soya, if it doesn't say non-GMO organic, you're for sure contaminating yourself. Buy soy milk that's organic. It's twice as much, but for sure you'll be getting good energy stuff. Mm. Keep on improving on everything you're ingesting. Think of it as contamination. How much contamination mm -hmm. am I bringing? And I mean, we don't want to do any fear mongering. For most people, it's impossible to change their nutrition right 100%. And there's no no need to do it 100%. Even if you start with small steps, exactly. it is a big step in the right direction is a big step. And every small step counts. Exactly. Every little step. For example, you bring home a bag that, of plastic that your lentils are in, even though they're organic. Mm -hmm. If you leave them two weeks, all the lentils touching the plastic have been plasticized. If you don't believe me, do this experiment. Get a Wonder Bread, put it in the sun in the window for three days, take out the bread and read the message on the bread, and it will say, Wonder Bread. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Red, blue, you'll see it. It's be imprinted on the bread. Try it. Okay. This is plastic, how plastic... Plastic is not a solid. Mm. It's a gaseous solid. Mm -hmm. Remember that. So put it in glass as soon as you're home, and right away, you've improved your quality of your food. Right there. That's a good tip. Yeah. And this brings us to the end of the first half of today's broadcast here on 97.5 CROEFM. And please tune in after the commercial break for more with Michelle Palmer. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOE FM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and I'm with today's guest, Michelle Palmer. In the first half, we talked a little bit about all the toxins and where they come from, what they do. Let's talk a little bit more about it because it's a very, very interesting topic about glyphosate and how really even organic or trying to organic farms get influenced by their neighbors. Mm -hmm. Well, if you buy organic, you can, no farm can guarantee that they're not getting chemicals coming from their neighbors. So often there's a buffer planted to protect them from that. There's things that they can't do, like you can't have organic bee if you have neighbors that are spraying, so that that's impossible. Hmm. Uh, you can't be certified for maple syrup if you're being surrounded by, so your trees cannot be getting any kind of sprays to be considered. So buying organic maple syrup and organic honey, if you can find anybody that's doing it, uh, can... It's probably the best local source of sugar mm -hmm. you can use that's not contaminated. Yeah, we were talking a little bit in the break about uh, what would be a good sweetener to use. I mean, every sweetener 
when you use too much will make you sluggish and increase the inflammation in your body. But to a certain extent now and then we want, we just made to want something sweet sometimes. So what would you recommend to use in your cooking and how much? Well, if you start looking at how much sugar at a time to use, you'd be surprised that uh, uh, at a time when we used to make square cubes of sugar, two cubes was worth a teaspoon. So uh, if you start looking at, I think it's four cubes will make a gram, if I remember. Or A teaspoon is usually five grams. Five grams yeah. a teaspoon? Of Maybe sugar? an ounce. No, no, a tablespoon is five. Grams. No, no, a tablespoon is usually 15 grams of whatever. Okay. Well, you start reading mm. on a, a chocolate bar. It's quite a bar. lot. Yeah, you start reading on a chocolate bar, you, you have sometimes 42 grams or 32 grams. You start to look on your, your pot, uh, mm-hmm. depending on it, it's 50, 42 sometimes. And some of them that feel really sweet, like a cream soda, can be way up there. Mm-hmm. And, and so if you had a chocolate bar and a cream soda for your after your meal thing, well, if you have any kind of insulin problem with your body or if you don't have it yet you will get it (laughs) yeah (laughs) because what happens is all that sugar raises your insulin level insulin is a growth hormone so your cancer uh, likelihood raises and then after an hour or two your blood sugar goes reactively down because the body regulates it and then you feel this lump and get tired and sluggish and you don't know why so in 1950s. So you eat sweets again to get the sugar back up. Exactly. Which is a, a vicious circle. Exactly. And, and the things like the false sugars, mm-hmm. again, yeah. they fool your body thinking you just got sugar and now you're craving more after. So you can drink two liters of Diet Pop and why you're not satisfied and you want the second bottle is because you did not get any sugar. Your body, your tongue told your body you're getting sugar. In your digestion system, you did not get sugar, and your mm-hmm. body's going, I gave you all these juices to digest sugar, mm-hmm. and you didn't produce anything. Now i got to go get some. And the problem and is also that we, as, as, as humans, we are hardwired as babies to like the sweetness of the mother's milk. Mm-hmm. But then we get bombarded nowadays with candy, and our taste buds get totally put in the wrong direction. We are so used to eating high sugar, high fructose syrup stuff, that we find low sugar items like vegetables not tasty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's very interesting. So, But it can change. Uh, yeah, and like we were talking before, um, we, we mentioned mm-hmm. acidity mm-hmm. and alkalinity a few times since mm-hmm. I started talking. And... Um, we really need to start looking at what are these things that could really help us in helping our immune system and rebuilding and detoxifying. Like one of the best thing you can do is grow your own wheat and grow grass, buy yourself a little wheat grass juicer. And I know it'll be expensive. It'll be like $99 for a juicer, mm-hmm. but then you can make your own chlorophyll. And, if and you, even if you have a good blender, you can make it in your smoothie. I personally like blender over juicer because of the fiber, and it's mm. good for you. And no, wheatgrass is always gluten-free. The gluten is in the corn, not the grass. So it's interesting. When you go look at chlorine, mm-hmm. 
it has the same molecule. It's almost the same molecule as blood. Mm-hmm. The only difference is blood is an iron base. The chlorophyll. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And so. And the chlorophyll our, has a magnesium instead of a chlorophyll. Exactly. And we're able to transmute this and we're able to produce an energetic. From that energy, we can actually create more blood energy for ourselves. So mm-hmm. you think of a wave outside of air that gives you prana that you can digest and oxygenate yourself. Now you've got this chlorophyll that can be ingested. You can buy little packages of chlorophyll for about $20, 20 servings, one ounce each that you can take daily. And you could give yourself one ounce daily. That would be a dollar a day, cheaper than your coffee. Would yeah. give you more energy than your coffee. And when you'd see in long run, it would help your digestion because the chlorophyll's got little fibers that just is like SOS pads going down your intestine, scraping out yeah. all the glue things of all the small, well, guess what? White bread. Have you ever seen white bread? You can actually masticate it. I, we used to throw it on the ceiling and would just glue right to the ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the ball would stay there forever. It would actually dry out and it would be, well, it does that in your intestine. That's they, gluten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They found pieces of colon with bread up to 25 years old stuck in the colon, mm-hmm. that breaking down and creating the abnormality that you're, we were wondering what's there. So, And that's a very high gluten bread that does not contain the fiber to balance it. Exactly. When you start seeing what's a sourdough bread with a natural uh, bacteria that's actually helping you digest compared to a yeast that's been made again, by a GMO company that manufactured this yeast for you. And now it's the same yeast everywhere, mm. everywhere. Yeah. And so it's still better to use that with a high fiber whole grain bread, what's really a hundred percent whole grain and not just called whole grain bread. And when you look on the ingredients, oh, there's high fructose corn syrup, there's this and this, and there's white flour. And it's just the first ingredient is whole grain. That's not really whole wheat bread. Yeah, exactly. And so when you look at a bread that's saying, oh, it's a whole wheat and you can't even see anything except it's a little bit browner. Mm-hmm. That is a word, a bunch of words that they use. When you have a sourdough mixture, you've got a bacteria that often has been grown for years and mm-hmm. years. And it's something alive that's being used. And the baker, it's his private bacteria. So if you have a French sourdough or a German sourdough bakery around, support them. Yep. And if they're buying organic, support them even more. Or tell them if they go organic, you'll you'll buy everything from them. Mm-hmm. And you can get your own sourdough and uh, propagate it in the fridge. It's easily quite easy. I have some in my fridge and it's it's wonderful. We are talking with our bakery right now in Kingston for even subsidize their sugar. Mm-hmm. We're going to pay for organic sugar for them so that they can go away from regular sugar and keep their price the same price for now until we teach people how it's important. And that's What? where the basic cooking methods come really in to go back to. I mean, yeast, yeah, it's not much in the bread. So it, it's better to eat a real whole grain bread made with yeast than wonder bread. Here's another test. If your bread stayed out for a week mm-hmm. and it didn't go moldy, why? 
Exactly. There's uh, propionic acid usually in it, which keeps it from getting moldy. And that's right. And you, you wonder why you go to some places and you see their veggies that were cut the day before look really good. Mm-hmm. And again, it's some kind of acetylic acid. So it's like a vinegar type acid that makes sure nothing browns for you. And then when you wonder, oh, why did that sandwich taste a little different than when I put my own lettuce on it? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So every time we're allowing this and we think, oh, I went out to eat and therefore what I got was good question. Mm-hmm. What is the good? Yeah. What, Does it look good what, or is it really well grown? Yes. And the biggest perversion I've heard of lately, and I'll close the show with that, is the GMO apples that won't brown. <laughs> I mean, what browns is the oxidation. You can prevent it with vitamin C, but the GMO apples prevent it in a chemical way that I'm not agreeing with. Exactly. So an apple should get brown when you cut it open. Exactly. So right now, there are many companies that are listing themselves as GMO free mm-hmm. in California. They just won the battle again, Monsanto. They are allowed to put that roundup is a carcinogen, not only probable anymore. Mm. It is a carcinogen. They, they Monsanto took them to court and they lost two weeks ago. Wow. So now, and we- this brings me to the end of today's show. Sorry, Michelle, I have to cut you up. Uh, please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions or if you like to contact myself or Michelle or would like to have more resources I know Michelle has all kinds of resources and links and is happy to share them come to wake up Nova Scotia on Facebook that is an amazing group if you're interested in the environmental truth and you can send me an email if you forget how to do it my email here is christine c-h-r-i-s-t-i-n-e at communityradio.ca and i'm always grateful for feedback questions and more i also want to extend a special thank you to today's producer jim francis thank you all for listening to healthy alternatives I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOE FM Community Radio for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.